Hello, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Friday, the 9th of April, 2021. Seemed like a fairly bright day, but the overcast uh, weather has set in. Now the rain has come. At least it's not snow. We've had some wild weather here in the past week in England, particularly here in the west of England in Cheltenham. Been on a few early shifts, so lighter week for me in terms of podcast production. But this is actually one that I've been working for for Sky Sports as well. Another MMA conversation with a young woman called Leah McCourt, who is a single mother, but a Bellator contender, working her way through the featherweight division, just being ranked seventh in those rankings. So look forward to that in just a second. Thank you to you for hitting on the button. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out Bang Olufsen Cheltenham website, B&O Cheltenham on Instagram and Twitter as well for all the latest information, the latest products, not just Bang Olufsen equipment, either through Serene AV, they can source you a bespoke home entertainment solution, whatever you're looking for. If you are still looking to optimize your immune system as well, I actually took some solo vitamin D the other day, even though the weather is generally brighter and lighter as we head out of winter in the Northern Hemisphere. It's always good to top it up, I suppose, if you can't get that natural daylight. It's been quite cold as well, so I haven't been able to wear the shorts too many times, even on my runs. Um, but it's a good thing to have. And cytoplan.co.uk, actually vitamin D3 is in the multivitamin, the multivitamin, you may call it, if you're in Australia or the US, that I take called Immune Complete, Immune Complete 2 as an adult male, Immune Complete 1 if you are a menstruating woman, because I believe the key distinction there is the iron content. I think there is no iron in the Immune Complete 2 because men can have it in a diet generally, whereas menstruating women may need that top up. But nonetheless, you can get uh, any supplement you're looking for through, or pretty much anyway, through cytoplan.co.uk, which is an association with the podcast, but a family association going back with a business that's based not far from here, 20 years really. My father is a GP, general practitioner, doctor, former anaesthetist, but also has been uh, have a side career throughout his, I guess, adulthood in, in nutrition, or at least the last 20, 25 years, studied soil samples, and that underscored his sense that supplementation was important, particularly with trace elements like zinc and selenium running low in UK soil because of industrial farming. And he uh, is very much an advocate of the food-based supplements that Cytoplan provide that are digested as food would be. And if you head to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, you get 30% off the initial purchase, I believe 10% thereafter with the discount code DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Okay, let's get on to this conversation that I've filmed for Sky Sports. It's on the Sky Sports YouTube page. Certainly the stuff concerning Bellator's upcoming card this weekend, tonight actually, Friday the 9th of October in Connecticut, which has uh, got a couple of high-profile female fighters in it, including Kat Singano. And great to get Liam McCourt's assessment of the progression of mixed martial arts in terms of women's profile, in terms of women's sport generally, only been less than 10 years, but what a, an exponential growth it seems to have had, maybe even relative to other sports, even women's football, for example, seems to be such a quick trajectory and a huge appetite for women's combat sports. Um, and interested to get Leah's thoughts on her fitness as well as she works her way back to getting into the cage at a strange time, but maybe a slightly beneficial time. We'll talk about that in the sense that the pandemic's put the sport on a go slow to a certain extent, despite Bellator, her organization, holding cards in Connecticut for much of the past year. Perhaps it's not the worst time to be re rehabilitating from an injury, uh, but obviously a lot more 
other things in the wider life that have been restrictive in the pandemic year 2020-2021. So here she is, Leah the Curse McCord. Hello there and welcome to another Mixed Martial Arts Conversation for Sky Sports. Very pleased to say Bellator featherweight contender Leah McCourt joins us once again. Leah, great to speak to you. How are you doing? You're looking well. Hi. Yeah, um, thank you. I'm finally back in fight camp and I'm so excited. I'm going to be fighting soon. So I'm in a good mood today for a change. <laughs> <laughs> that's, cool. that's good to hear. I know you can't announce the uh, details of the fight just yet, but you've been going through some pretty punishing social media workouts. We've seen some press-ups, dramatic, dynamic pull-ups as well. How is the, sh- the shoulder, the fitness? Is it feeling back to back to normal? Um, yeah, you know, obviously there's been so much setbacks, you know, in the recovery phase um, to come back from this surgery because it was quite... Uh, invasive and do you have like three screws in my shoulder they had to um put my shoulder back into place as well so and obviously the, the MMA is so intense on our bodies and, and getting back into that there's been a few hiccups but um I'm so happy to say I'm finally gonna be fighting soon and it's all feeling good yeah yeah it's a fantastic um to have you back but what a challenge for you in terms of your body as you say MMA once you get into that cage is so unforgiving What's the balance like between testing your limits in training but not overdoing it to have a recurrence of the injury? Yeah, that's such a good point. You know, I always say, <laughs> or people have said to me, you know, you know you're training hard enough when you're when you're getting injured all the time, but <laughs> then you need to take a step back. You know, everybody always says that I overtrain, I'm doing too much. My coaches are always like, take a rest. I like I don't I don't take a like take a rest day, you know, I don't like having one full day off. Some t- days I'll have easier days, but it's like that obsession and that just, you know, want to give it everything and to be the best version of yourself does, you do push it sometimes and push it too much. Yeah, I can imagine so. I think you've just, yep, yeah, there you go. You're back again. <laughs> it's just, um, I wonder about the, the timing of it. Has it been fortuitous in a way? No one wants to have a pandemic, but the fact that maybe things have been slightly slower in terms of progression, division and fights generally because of the coronavirus, has it, has it helped you have a bit more re- relaxation in terms of your recuperation? Um, yeah, you, you know, I suppose. And because like, you know, obviously if I hadn't had surgery, I probably would have fought back in October um, when we were all in Milan and Paris. But then I got the opportunity to do some TV stuff. So it did open some other doors and give me a, a chance to step back and um, take a bit of time to just, you know, not unwind, but to look at things from a different perspective. And that um, I think that'll show in my fight. I'm really looking forward to coming, coming in and showing the best version of myself I always think that my fights are like like a 10 percent of what I can do and I really hope that that shows in my next fight the, the kind of progression and maturity in my um fighting what is the acid test for you when you go back into the cage is it is it striking is it the grappling what's going to be the big test of the shoulders um do you know what I don't know it's like <laughs> when you go in there anything can happen like <laughs> It's just yeah. that's what makes it so exciting and so addictive like anything can happen and that's what you know obviously we work in all areas and and it's um I've got a great opponent and a really good test for myself which I'm really looking forward to and that's that's what makes it more exciting for me and the opponent can you give us a, a clue is it is it someone who specializes in striking or are they more jiu-jitsu based um yeah it's more of a striker <laughs> that's all I can say and you like that do you is that is that something nice to come back to your first fight back I really don't care. I, do, I don't care. <laughs> I just, 
anybody. I just like the matchmakers always know. I just be like, yep, 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 to anybody. Just as long as I have an opponent, that's that's all I care about. That's great stuff. Well, the featherweight division is looking exciting, isn't it? The rankings have come out. I know it can be um, controversial sometimes. It's, it's a matter of opinion to a certain extent. There's obviously data that goes into it, but you're seventh, seventh in those rankings. Of course, Chris Cyborg's up at the top. How did you feel about that process? Are you happy with, with where you've ended up? Yeah, do you know, like I obviously am so, I know, like obviously, you know, I, I've got big opportunities and, and been able to do big things in my career, but I'm so young. I feel like in my um my, my career, we have five professional fights, you know, headlines, the three arena after four, four or five four fights. Like I've done a lot of things. I always like get thrown into the deep end and I was, it's, it's more of like a, achievement in what I what I've been through what I've overcome to be in this position and that's what I'm really really proud of and I'm just um looking forward to keep getting better and keep um giving good performances in every fight do you have a sense of how many fights does the ranking system help you sort of plot a path to the top now is it is it clear in any sense how many fights you'd have to do to to getting title contention I I really don't know I think it just depends obviously on fight dates opponents the madness that's going on in the world when people can get to certain countries to fight you know it's just it all depends but my head is just completely focused on my next fight and improving and getting better well that's fantastic to hear we look forward to, to getting you out there as well um in terms of that list as well Sinead Kavanagh's on that list as well how how exciting is that yeah Sinead um you know I, 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 ho- I hope she gets a title shot soon you know Sinead we've We've trained together in the past. You know, I've done her corner um, for fights before. I, I love Sinead. She's an unbelievable fighter and such a talent. And I really hope... Um, I thought she would have got that that fight over Leslie Smith, to be honest. And I, I would love to see her get her shot um, soon. Yeah, certainly so. Um, in terms of women's in MMA, this is really interesting. I wasn't aware of this, but back in 2011, apparently Dana White was on record of saying he wouldn't have a woman fight in the UFC 10 years ago. Just looking ahead to the upcoming weekend, Bellator 256, two uh, women's fights on the main card, a couple on the, the undercard, the prelims as well. How far has this sport come in such a short space of time, women's MMA? Um, it's just, you know, enormous. It's just came on so far. And it's just, I think it's down to the, the people that have the utmost respect for the for MMA and what, what you have to do to be able to be competent to fight in the cage and, and how tough the training is, how mentally strong you have to be, how resilient you have to be. And that's why, you know, women are getting the kind of the same kind of opportunities as men and their fights are, are so exciting. And, you know, people love the characters and love... I think sometimes they just don't understand how a female can do it. And that's what makes them kind of captivated to watching them and what, watching their story. Yeah, and the more that are doing it, the more inspiration there's going to be as well. I suppose in terms of pioneers and inspiration, maybe for yourself, Kat Singano would be up there, wouldn't she, as one of the, the UFC trailblazers. She fights yeah. as part of the Bellator card, second fight with Bellator against Olivia Parker. How exciting is it to be in the, in the same organisation as her? And is it about her now just figuring out how long she's got left, how her body's feeling in this in this matchup, do you feel? Yeah, do you know, Kat, Kat Singano was one of the female fighters I watched when I when I really just started doing MMA. Um, I love her story. I love, I think she's an amazing person. And, you know, she's one of the last people to beat Amanda Nunes. She's an unbelievable talent as well. And it's really exciting to have her in our division in Bellator. And you did to see the, I don't think she's showing her best yet. I think she's going to, you know, keep progressing in Bellator and it's it's great to, and really, it's really exciting to have her in our division 
yeah, do you feel if she can prove herself, maybe get that rhythm? She she fought Gabby Holloway in her debut in Bellator. Perhaps wasn't her best, she says, but do you feel that she could challenge Cyborg at the, the top? Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, either Kat or Sinead, I would say, would be the next fight after Leslie, I can see, fighting for the title. And both those fights are exciting fights. Now, how do you see Olivia Parker getting on in this one? Do you think it's Ngannou's fight, but do you feel it will be a, a tough one against Olivia Parker, who's, who's getting on in age herself, but maybe less experienced in terms of her MMA record? Yeah, she's less experienced, but um, she's, she's some good wins. I think they're matched pretty even. You know, I think Kat maybe has that, um, bit more experience going into the deeper rounds and it'll be interesting to see how Olivia kind of deals with it in the big stage on Bellator. Yeah, and just to ask you about Julia Budd because she's not fighting this weekend, next weekend against Diana mm-hmm. Silva. She's working her way back, of course, from defeat. She's got one victory against just Jessica Mille and it's Silva next week for her. Do you think that Bud can regroup and come again as well? Yeah, definitely. She's up there as one of the you know top contenders to challenge again for um, the belt, but um, maybe a couple more fights. Um, there's obviously a couple of girls that think they're going to be next for Cyborg. Julie is a, another unbelievable talent. You know, our featherweight division is the best division in the world, you know, for female featherweights. And it's um, one of the toughest female divisions in any weight in the world. So there, there's great talent and, and so much, um, so many exciting fights to be, to be made, especially in our division. And Diana Silver, I suppose, is looking at her record. There's often almost a, a win-loss pattern, a couple of wins, maybe a loss here, there. That shows that it's not a kind of uh, a zero-sum game, is it, MMA? That's what people like about it. You lose it, it destroys your momentum that she's come again and exactly. keeps coming. Yeah, and, and I really think that shows resilience in a person if they can keep bouncing back from losses and keep regrouping, getting better and learning from their mistakes. And it's exactly as you say, you know, it's definitely not a, you know... A, a game for just people that are undefeated it's I think that the key to becoming a champion and is to be able to learn how to lose <clears throat> and learn how to come back from that um and not have that break your confidence or break your rhythm you know and just keep believing that you're gonna you're gonna you know be the best version of yourself and show that yeah seeing failure as an opportunity to learn can be key can't it we mentioned that UFC I suppose, uh, announcement from Dana White that obviously went back on in terms of getting women involved in the USC. Liz Carmouche featured on that first women's uh, fight against Ronda Rousey. She's uh, up against uh, Vanessa Porto, former uh, Invicta FC champion this weekend. How do you see that one going? Is that an intriguing matchup? Yeah, again, it's so good to see Liz. You know, Liz was the, you know, she made female MMA history as the first ever fight in the UFC against, obviously, Ronda Rousey. And, she was close to finishing her really took in that fight as well. She's just a strong, strong um, contender in that division. And I'll, we'll probably see her challenging for the title soon as well, I would say. It's a hot division as well, isn't it? Alima Lane McFarlane's being deposed as Denise Kielholz mm-hmm. in there, of course, as well. Flyweight's another good one, like you say, featherweight. So exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suppose you can't really map that out, can you? It could be someone could dominate out of that pack. Um, there's so many contenders in the, in the flyweight division. There's Denise as well. She's phenomenal. You know, she's such an experienced kickboxer. She's got lovely grappling. And as soon as it gets into the clinch, she uses her judo, you know, on the grind. I would love to see her challenge for that title soon. And there's, again, there's so many matchups to be make, made in the flyweight division. Can we got a call on that? Um, Carmouche against Porto. How do you see that one going? I would say um, Carmouche is going to come away with a victory. Okay, there we go. And I want to ask you, not necessarily just because of the Irish connection, but of course, Big news in, in MMA about Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 3 being made for July. 
what's your reaction to that? Are you excited to see it again? Definitely. You know, Connor comes back after every loss, um, and he shows he can learn from it and and get better and improve. And his his fight IQ is so high. I can see him coming back and you know potentially dominating this fight. You know, Dustin came in with a different game plan than he than he thought and had improved so much from their first fight. Um, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what adjustments Connor makes and what that outcome will be. But yeah, definitely so excited. Obviously, my my head coach is um, Connor's uh, striking coach as well. So, you know, it's learning from Owen and his mind and, and how they um, train is just, you know, it's a great experience. Yeah. Has that been passed on to you then through your striking coach, that, or through your head coach, sorry, that the how you adjust now to that front kick, which has come into MMA and been so devastating in recent years, hasn't it? Is that about body balance, about blocking the kick? What's been said about, about that tactic of Dustin <clears> that, that proved so, I guess, successful for him? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime Connor, Connor fights, we always have something to, some homework or something to work on the next the next week. <laughs> and, and, you know, Owen, that's why it's so great to, to learn from Owen. He's constantly watching, he's constantly learning, he's constantly, you know, introducing new techniques and developing techniques and, um, you know, Owen is honestly the. I've trained all over the world. He's the he's the best, most knowledgeable coach I've ever trained with, and it's just uh, I feel so fortunate to get to train with him and, and learn from him and his mind and his obviously his sequences and and um, techniques are unbelievable. Yeah, I suppose if you look at it, and we mentioned this, didn't we, about not getting a, a loss not being too devastating to your career and how you can learn from those defeats. I know you, you've gone on this tear since losing your opening. MMA bout and for, for for John Kavanagh and for Conor McGregor can they make more adjustments in a sense because of what happened last time for Dustin Poirier he has to maybe go down a similar path because it was so successful not knowing mm-hmm. quite how Conor's going to approach it is that an interesting subplot here yeah it's so it's so interesting and you know when you take obviously all the emotion and everything out of the wins and losses it's it's when you go back to the gym and you analyze your performance and you're you're looking at the technique that's what is so exciting and so obsessive for us fighters you know we want to you know, keep keep learning and keep improving, and, and I think that's why Connor's such a great role model for fighters. You know, he's he's made it. He has all the money, but he's still there. He's still in the gym. He still wants to get better. He wants to, you know, keep coming back. And that's I think it's a it's a great thing to see. That hunger's still there, is it? Because you've been close to him as well. People, he obviously talks the talk still, but you can see it burning in his in his eyes. Yeah, and that's just true passion. You know, it's true. You know, he's a fighter, and it's like we we need to fight. We want. We, we don't have to, but we, we you know, we need to because we want to just, um, it's, it's so addictive, yeah, that, that improving and getting better and and coming back from defeat. How do you see the trilogy going? That fight? Uh, I see Connor, Connor Conway with a win. <laughs> <laughs> and then potentially another, another, another title challenge at 155. Yeah, that's another really interesting division. Obviously, Michael Sanders went over and, um, there's a lot, not, a lot of great fights for Connor to have, but I can see him having the title again soon. Yeah, well, lots of going on, Leah. Lots going on for you. I know you can't quite tell us yet, but hopefully we'll speak to you again <laughs> soon when you get that fight announced. It's great to see you so fit back in training as well. Really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you. And if you want to see that video again or more MMA content, head to skysports.com. Thankful for them for letting me share that with you, that audio. Hopefully you like it. Let me know if you do. You can rate the podcast on iTunes as well. Do read any reviews there. And I can read them out on the podcast as well. If you put some on iTunes or wherever the platform is, let me know. Uh, and if uh, if I haven't been across the review, just drop me a, a note to Ed Draper 
81 on Twitter, or you could email hello at drapermedia.co.uk, which is uh, my email address. But thank you for listening to uh, the podcast. Hope you liked it. If you could rate it on what the platform you're listening to it on, I believe there are 12 platforms, including iTunes and Spotify, that the podcast Sport and Life is now available on. As I say, at the beastly early 2.55 a.m. Uh, alarm calls and, and 4 a.m. alarm calls this week. So it's been a long one. I've got to work over the weekend as well, but working on some more podcast interviews, including Don McRae, legendary journalist and boxing author, written some fantastic boxing books. Had him on the Ringside Toe to Toe Boxing Podcast when I hosted at Sky Sports with Don coming up soon and uh, a host of other top guests as well. But thank you for listening. Thank you to the sponsors. Appreciate their support. No doubt Jason Briggs is reveling in uh, the return of football for AFC Cheltenham, his local team here, playing and plays with his son as well in that side as uh, we're allowed to now play those outdoor sports, which is fantastic. But Jason, the the lead man, the sort of franchise owner of Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, housed around the corner from my house, actually in the courtyard in Montpellier, hence the connection, appreciate the support of the local business. And luckily they have been very busy, apparently, but they are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. If you go to Bang Olufsen Cheltenham when they open, I believe, next week on Monday, the 12th of April, isn't it? And make sure you mention the podcast as well to Jason. And if you would like 10% ongoing off your supplements or 30% off your initial purchase, big advocates of family, the Drapers, still spend their own money, albeit at a discount rate, at cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. In terms of a multivitamin or vitamin, the fulcrum, I think, to my supplementation has been the Immune Complete range, which kind of succeeded in my eyes. The foundation formula range has all the vitamin Bs, the vitamin C, vitamin D3, the key one there, and uh, iron, so if you're a woman who's menstruating, but also selenium, zinc, trace elements, key components of health in that multivitamin at cytoplan.co.uk. And the code is DRAPER10R. If you go to the website, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, Draper. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. If you could rate it on iTunes, let me know what you think. Always appreciate it. And um, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy all the sport, all the football. Tottenham and you, my team on Sunday as well, should be an interesting game. And there's boxing as well, isn't there? Connor Ben, Nigel Sun in action. Yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Goodbye for now. <laughs>